My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 42. I've been holding on to something for a while now because I I really didn't know how or even if I should share it. But the more I've been thinking about it, the more I think it's important. And while I won't share it in its entirety, I would like to share a portion of it because, as I said, I think it's important both for me to say and, and maybe for you to hear. It all centers around a conversation I had with Adrian that was if not the most, it was one of the most difficult conversations we've ever had. It started with a podcast I was listening to, which was a a terrific interview with a conflict photojournalist named Giles Penfound. I was telling Adrian about it and mentioned to her that when I was in high school, I thought seriously about becoming a photojournalist, specifically a combat photojournalist, after seeing some of the work of Larry Burroughs, and that photojournalism was really one of the two types of photography I was most drawn to. She said that she wasn't surprised, since I talk about death and dying more than anyone she's ever met, which really took me by surprise because it's not something I'm consciously aware that I do. In an effort to understand a little more, I asked her if we could record a short conversation, just so I could have some reference points to consider and reflect on. She agreed, and over the next hour or so, She explained what she meant and how she arrived there, and honestly, I was gutted. At several points in the conversation, I was actually brought to tears. I I I really had no idea that A, I talk about it as much as I apparently do, and B, how often she worries about me because of it. At one point, I asked her if she thought it was because I fear dying. She managed a nervous sort of smirk before responding with no. If anything, she said, it's the opposite. It's what sometimes keeps her awake at night or answering the phone when I call, even when it's not convenient. That on some level, in some way, She feels like I'm, her words, all too comfortable with the concept. As I listened to her, my eyes welled up with tears, and the air sort of began to leave the room. I was stunned. Um, I was hurt. I was embarrassed. But mostly I was sorry. Uh, I was sorry that I could be so far in my head that I was oblivious to how some of the things that I thought and apparently said could affect the person that I love most in this world. The silence just sort of hung there for a minute. She went on to say that she's increasingly confident that I'm not in the same place I was, for example, after the death of my parents, but that there was still sometimes what she called an irrational fear or worry that sort of sat in the back of her mind, partially because she's known people who have struggled with their own demons and some of them who haven't come out of it. 
Look, this time of year is difficult enough with travel and displaced families and so many things going on that seem to pull us in different directions that I was hoping that by sharing this, I was hoping to remind and encourage you to talk about what's going on with you, with the people you trust, even if that means having the hard conversations. As difficult as the conversation with Adrian was, we've created and continue to care for a relationship where we can have these kinds of discussions and come out of them not just okay, but often in a better place than had we not been able to have them at all. And it's for that and about a thousand other reasons that I am so grateful for her. I also have an amazing circle of friends who regularly share with one another what's going on in each of our lives, which is so important, especially for introverts who have a tendency to keep things bottled up and instead try to work through them ourselves. It's okay to talk about the stuff that trips us up. It's all part of taking care of ourselves and showing up to be present for each other. Like I said, the holidays can be rough. And if you find yourself in a tough spot over the next few days and nobody in your circle is available, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I'll be happy to chat. Check the show notes for links to a few things I thought you might find interesting, including the work of a British sculptor known as Anna and the Willow, who makes these beautiful large-scale outdoor sculptures out of rods of willow, which she then places in the forest near her North Yorkshire studio. Also, can art be so beautiful that it makes you ill? Well, according to an article in The Guardian, yes, provided you're in Florence and looking at Renaissance art. It's called Stendhal Syndrome, and apparently there are cases dating back to 1817, and a man is currently recovering from a heart attack in a Florence hospital after gazing at Botticelli's Birth of Venus. And if you're a fan of street photography, take a look at Insight. It's a short film by street photographer Nick Turpin, which profiles 10 photographers from the Insight Collective on why they're drawn to shooting street. Subscribe to iterations in your favorite podcast app, you can also subscribe to my everything feed and get every iteration, every episode of Process Driven, uh, my new project in between, and anything else I happen to release all in one feed. Just search for Jeffrey Sidoris, everything. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sidoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. And I may get one more iteration in before year's end, but if not, I hope whatever or however you celebrate this time of year, that you're surrounded by friends and loved ones and that you can be present and grateful. As always, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here and I'll talk to you on the next one. Mm-hmm.